look at you. Back for episode three of Third Eye Unblind. I am so happy that you're here because I'm just going to go ahead and say, and I'm going to throw it out there into the universe, throw that energy out there for myself. This podcast is going to take off. And when it does, you will be able to say that you were among my first 30 listeners. (laughs) So my last two episodes have um, gotten up to 30 streams each. So thank you. That's a lot because I don't have a whole lot of friends in this, you know, community. I have a very, very small group of friends in this community. So a lot of you guys are unique listeners who don't personally know me. And that means the world to me. And just know that I want to bring value to you and your spiritual life um, because that is what I've been placed on this earth to do. So with that being said, I want to just shout out anonymously a few of my followers who actually reached out to me on my DMs on Instagram. And if you haven't followed me, then go ahead and do so at Third Eye Unblind Pod. But a few people reached out to me and they asked me for help with their spiritual journey because they were just getting started. And that was all the confirmation I needed to record this episode because I've had it on my list um, for three weeks now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was planning on releasing an episode about beginner witch tips, beginners to uh, spirituality, all of that. So yeah, thank you if you did reach out because you are greatly appreciated and you inspired me to go ahead with this episode. So I hope it helps somebody. So I'm just going to dive right into the juicy information. And I apologize in advance if I kind of go on a rant because there are a lot of misconceptions out there that I kind of want to clear up a little bit. And uh, yeah, I can get kind of passionate. Okay, let me just jump right into it because I have a lot to bring you guys. So I hear a lot of people saying that they are new to their spiritual journey. And I kind of want to touch on that because I don't exactly agree with that phrasing. And I think that words do mean a lot. And so I want to correct, I want to correct that phrasing and invite you to say that I am becoming more awakened on my spiritual journey. Your soul's journey begins when you are birthed into the world. If you are a person who believes in past lives, then your soul has actually been alive for multiple past lives. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of people believe that our souls are actually very old and they are reincarnated into different bodies. And so whether or not you believe that, your soul journey is actually not starting in the middle of your life. Your soul's journey starts when you're birthed into the world. Now, the reason why I say that it's important to make the distinction between being awakened is because you are now entering a more sacred space in your life where you're thinking your thought patterns, your actions are going to drastically need to change. And you cannot do this on your own. So kudos for you if you have reached out to uh, for help. But what I would say is my first tip is to research everything. 
research, research, research before you actually work with any divination tools, before you actually meditate with a crystal, before you pick up some sage from the store and some smudge sticks, research everything. Because as soon as you bring it into your home, you are responsible now for managing that energy. And if you do not know where it comes from, then you could potentially be dealing with some energies that you are not particularly ready for. So I like to say that origin is everything. So the reason why I like to say that origin is everything is because when you do not properly respect the origins from which things come from, you can run the risk of crossing the line of cultural appropriation, or as I like to call it, cultural endangerment. And I like to use this verbiage instead of cultural appropriation because you have the prime example of white sage and things like Palo Santo that are actually going extinct at this point because they are being popularized by um, the media and they are being sold for profit by big companies. And the thing that we don't think about is that Native Americans hold these tools to be sacred, you know, to their religious practice. And they were actually not allowed to practice their religion uh, freely um, and their spiritual practice freely until 1978. And that was under the American Indian Religious Freedom Act. And if they were caught practicing their own indigenous spirituality, they were either starved, they were beaten, they were put in prison, sometimes even killed. And so I think that things like this are very important for us to keep in mind. Also, if you don't know where something comes from, you don't know what you're comfortable with. So when I was becoming awakened on my spiritual journey, I was deathly afraid of tarot cards and but I was meditating with crystals and I thought that that was totally fine not knowing that you know this was just another medium through which spirit was influencing me so so yeah I was deathly afraid of tarot cards and as I did more research I realized that there's so much that is demonized about this quote-unquote spiritual realm um, and this spiritual practice as well as witchcraft. So I went online and when you actually research witchcraft on the internet, it's kind of a hot mess. The dictionary.com definition defines it as the practice of magic, especially black magic, and the use of spells. And I hate this word, especially. I hate the fact that they threw that in there because, no, it's not especially black magic. Sure, there are witches out there who practice black magic, but not every witch practices black magic. And so I then looked up what a witch was on Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and it says a person especially a woman, who was credited with having usually malignant supernatural powers. Okay, 
Cool. Then you have another one that says, a woman who is believed to practice usually black magic, often with the aid of a devil or familiar. Another definition says, a mean or ugly old woman. And I hate these definitions because, one, it's only mentioning black magic. And as you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably already know that there are witches out there who are totally against black magic. They won't touch it with a 10-foot pole. And, you know, they practice, you know, witchcraft in the mundane. So witchcraft in everyday um you know, uses. So herbalism and, you know, doing things like tarot cards and the intention is different. We, it's all about where you draw your power from. And so I just think that the information that's thrown in your face when you first look up things like witchcraft and what a witch is, it's just flagrantly demonizing women who have the ability to recognize and actually use their power to heal and protect people. You know, the original shamans were healers of society and they used herbs and ointments and they drew their power from the earth to actually better society. And so you have this long history of these people being demonized for their craft And, um, yeah, so I'm going to move on and tell you a little bit about some articles. (laughs) I don't know why I went down the rabbit hole of looking at all of these articles and what they had to say about witches and witchcraft, but I did, and it was very annoying. So, you know, I just thought it was funny that there are magazines like Allure and Time Magazine who had the audacity to think that they have, you know, the authority to be able to speak on these things. You know, just because you have the weight of the name behind you does not mean that you are well-versed in literally everything. You're not an expert in everything. And that was made quite clear by how trash their articles were. So there was one article I opened and the title said, Witchcraft is the perfect religion for liberal millennials. First of all, witchcraft itself is not a religion. Wicca is the religion. But that's neither here nor there at that point. Anyways, the article went on to say, The hook-nosed, broom-riding, pointy-hat-wearing, cackling witches of yore have transfigured into hip, feminist, millennial women with slick websites and soothing advice on manifesting your dreams. Yawn. Yawn, yawn, yawn. This is garbage to me. I'm sorry. It's just so damaging because people just think that they can speak to the growing popularity of witchcraft without actually doing their due diligence, and they end up spreading agonizingly misinformed content because the hook-nosed, broom-riding, pointy-hat-wearing, cackling witches of yore that they so eloquently described are actually really they ended up being these hollywood depicted versions of what witches were so it's not like there was any sort of 
transformation into, you know, like these hip feminist millennial women that they mentioned. No, witches have always looked like regular people, regular women, because, you know, we are, (laughs) we are regular women and regular people, um, women and men. But, but yeah, it's just, it's very damaging. And so I urge you to do your due diligence with your research and definitely counter everything. Just try to find different perspectives out there. So anyways, I figured I would kind of clear up this misconception about what witchcraft really is. Witchcraft is the practice of magical workings. And those who practice these workings are called witches. So there are different types of witches. There's the satanic witch or the biblical witch, or they can also be referred to as Abrahamic witches. And they draw power from a sexual relationship with the devil. So these are the kind of witches that you see in Hocus Pocus. Then you have your high fantasy witches. It's really unclear where they draw their power from, but it's definitely like the least, I would say, reality-based type of witch. So the witches on Lord of the Rings or in the Black Cauldron or um, on video games. But this is just Hollywood kind of depicting witches to be whatever they want. Because who cares about what witches actually look like and what witches actually do, right? Anyways, um, then you have pagan witches, and these are traditional witches. So I, personally, am a traditional witch. Um, These are nature-based and can often draw power from within, so like meditations and Reiki. Um, But they're also your your astrologers, or cosmic witches, as I like to refer to them as. Um, Tarot readers, herbalists, kitchen witches, and hedge witches. So there are so many different um, sects within this category. So you've got hoodoo, you've got folk witches, you've got Wiccans, neo-pagans, druids, any other nature-based style of witchcraft would be under this um, umbrella of pagan traditional witches. Then you have standard TV generic witches. Um, It's also not really clear on where their authoritative power comes from either, but they're the types of witches that can become a culmination of the other types of witches um, based on their storyline, like what the storyline is in any given movie or TV show. So Harry Potter or Halloween Town. It's just like a very vague, it's like a melting pot type of depiction of of a witch, if that makes any sense. So yeah, That's what you've got in front of you. And I think that that's really the big nut out there uh, that we need to crack is that one misconception because, you know, there's just so much, there's just so much demonizing going on around what witchcraft really is. But then again, you have these beauty stores like Ulta who are selling face oils with amethysts in it, and they don't even really know what they're doing and what they're getting into. They probably didn't even cleanse the bottle. They didn't cleanse the crystals, and then you're putting it into a bottle to just mass produce and just give to a bunch of people, and they don't even know like what they are dealing with and like what energy they're dealing with. So it's actually really annoying. 
But yeah, so after you do that, and after you get that understanding under your belt, then you can start to figure out what you like. And this is the fun part. This is the exploratory part. So I recommend going to a metaphysical store if you really, really have no idea of like what to pick up. Just go to a medical metaphysical store in person. And whatever tool resonates with you, just start there. Whatever pops out at you, whatever draws you in, just start there. Um, a lot of metaphysical stores also have a book section too. So there might be something there that catches your eye um, that will give you a lot of information about maybe like one of the divination tools that you want to pick up. Um, I would also definitely start with um, meditation too before you even incorporate any of these divination tools into your practice uh, because you really need to know how to work with energy and how to center your own energy before you bring any other energies into the mix. So yeah, after that, I would find a friend. I, I wouldn't, if you are so confused about all of this, please don't rely on the Google search because as I just went down my Google search, it was complete garbage and it's not going to get you anywhere and it's probably going to make you even more confused and then you're just going to give up and then you're going to miss out on an awakening, a, a possibly, you know, a beautiful awakening. So anyways, maybe you meet somebody at the metaphysical store while you're picking things up. Maybe you... um Follow somebody on Instagram who you find is in the area. Um, something like that. But it's just really good to have at least one person there with you when you're on your own. And when you're, if you're having trouble with this, I would definitely read up on the law of attraction, you know, because there are some easy steps to attracting people into your life. Um, yeah, that you that you really need and that you really want. And so if you can begin to harness that law of attraction into, you know, your own life, then you can definitely attract some great people, great people towards you. Now, everybody thinks that awakening is just all sunshine and roses and your life just magically gets better because you're awakened now. And I'm sorry to say that that is not, that is not at all the case. In fact, awakening comes with a different amount of suffering that you probably can't handle on your own. And if you can, more power to you. But I just know personally for myself, I would have never made it on my own. And you want to know why? It's because everything as you know it will change. Your foundation will be turned to ashes. Your lifestyle is going to be completely annihilated. Your feelings about certain people like family, old friends, work friends, um, spiritual leaders that are currently in your life, Everything is going to change. Your entire perspective is going to change. And that is not easy because then you are going to have this insatiable desire to just flip everything upside down. So 
I no longer have the same relationship with my family as I used to. And the thing is, is that growing up in the tight-knit family circle that I did, my family's approval was everything. Um, And now I literally can't rely on their approval anymore because my self-worth would be in the gutter because they don't really agree with my lifestyle. They don't understand me anymore. And at one point, I thought that they were the only people on the planet who did understand me. That was my only community where I knew how to relate to another person. So going through all of that and that total paradigm shift, it was a lot easier because I had a few friends who were in my corner who I could talk to, who I could draw wisdom from, um, who I could also uplift in their journey. And honestly, like we've, we've all come so far and it's really, it's, it's a very hurtful process. It, it definitely hurts, um, but it's a beautiful process because you're going to thank yourself down the line once you kind of crack that shell open and uh, yeah, you can move on to greener pastures and you can figure out why your soul is here, what you were placed here to achieve and do. It'll make things so much more clear for you. So yeah, with that being said, speaking of upheaval, people, if you are working on balancing your chakras and opening up that gateway, don't start with your third eye. I see way too many people getting so excited about seeing into different spiritual realms and being able to talk to spirits and hear spirits and all this stuff. And they think it's all fun and games until they actually do it. And let me tell you, that is such a dangerous road to start on because full disclosure, there have been people who have not been able to handle it because you know you can't sleep at this point. You are just having these out-of-body experiences that you weren't having before. You can't get any sleep. You can't think straight because you're sitting in the middle of a meeting and all of a sudden like you see spirit guides and you see dark entities and you can't even... You don't know your right hand anymore from your left hand. And a lot of some people, I'm not going to say a lot of people, some people really can't handle it and they have harmed themselves or possibly, you know, ended it all together. So there was actually a Hindu um, spiritual guide who I was listening to and he explained it as, you know, when you work on your third eye you begin to see the world for what it actually is. And when you see the world for what it actually is, you begin to lose an immense amount of interest in basically everything because you almost feel like everything is a lie. And so this has the propensity to you know, maybe grow into a depression. And that's how people get to the point where they do when they just don't really want to engage in this life anymore. And so, yeah, that's why I think it's very dangerous. It's very, very, very dangerous to mess with your third eye. Balancing all of your chakras, okay, fine. 
But in terms of like actively working to open your third eye more and more and more, um, it's kind of what I have personally found is it is a cascading type of effect. So as soon as I started working on my third eye, even when I stopped doing the meditations, it seemed like that energy like just continued to feed off itself and it continued to grow and grow and grow. I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning. I was very unhappy. I was hearing things audibly. I was seeing things that I wasn't ready to see. And yeah, it wasn't really pretty. So I had to actually go to a Reiki specialist who was able to bring a lot of those energies back into balance. And yeah, she said basically for me to calm down and ground myself. So yeah, I would definitely start with grounding. And just make sure you work on those lower chakras before you get into anything else. You can start at the bottom and work your way up. It's not a race to the finish. Um, But yeah, go in order. They're in order for a reason. So I think it's the best thing to respect that order. Um, Also, just know that there's no right or wrong way, even though, okay, even though I just said that it's definitely the wrong thing to do to start with your <laughs> to start with your third eye but um besides that uh there's no right or wrong way um to do all of this so go at your own pace if you decide that tarot isn't your thing and you just want to be a reiki specialist or you want to just do crystal healing that's totally fine. If you decide that you don't want to do spells, if you decide that you don't understand astrology and it's not going to be a huge part of your practice, that is fine. Go at your own pace. Don't let anybody rush you. And you really don't have to label yourself right away. Um, Yeah, or maybe you dabble in a bunch of different tools and you decide all I need is me and all I need is the earth. That's totally fine. That's totally, totally fine. You could be a yoga instructor. You could just do meditation and mindfulness. You know, it's really up to you. This is your journey. And definitely, I would say the most important tip of them all is to follow the pod. (laughs) Um, Definitely, if you are not following my podcast on um, Apple or uh, Spotify, please do. And again, if you're not following me on Instagram, please do because I want to help you all with your spiritual journey. I think that I have a lot to offer and all of my tips I would say are very practical. So they're easy to implement into your own life, into your own practice, but also it's very beginner friendly. So I am not the type of person to do like super intricate spells and say, oh, you need this thing and you need that super expensive thing. Yeah, no, I don't believe in it. My favorite line ever is, honey, I am the spell. (laughs) So, you know, this spell wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for me. So, yeah, definitely be in your own power and be grounded in your own power. With that being said, I hope this helped somebody and I hope you guys come again next week 
because I'm just going to have more and more uh, great topics for you all. And if you have any questions for me at all, please feel free to reach out on Instagram and message me through my DMs. I am so grateful for you guys. So yeah, that's all I got for you today. And uh, just do your shadow work and keep pushing.